to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Hey, just while we're in the same mode of uh, thanking the Lord for that amazing gift of his body and the bloodshed. Let's just say together the Lord's Prayer. Let's do that. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We're starting a series on the prayers of Jesus today. And I uh, just thought that was really appropriate. The, the, the prayer he taught his disciples, the Lord's Prayer, to start with. Matthew uh, 11.26, in, in Matthew 11.26, Jesus prayed, Yes, Father. For thus it was well-pleasing in thy sight, from the King James. And in context, this was a powerful, powerful prayer of Jesus. You're going to find out soon why. And together we're going to discover that in this prayer is a vital ingredient for handling life's disappointments and discouragements. Does that sound good? We're excited to, to start this series today called The Prayers of Jesus, and I've called this first prayer in the series The Antidote to Discouragement. And Mark's going to continue on next week with a, with a prayer of thanks from the Gospel of John, so don't miss that. Plan to be there. And I just wanted to say you can always listen to any sermons you've missed on our podcast. Thanks to Daniel and his new newly designed website. It's great. It's even easy enough to navigate for me. <laughs> On March 11, 1812, the father of modern missions, William Carey, was teaching in Calcutta, India, when a tragic fire began in his printing room in the city of Serampore, some distance from Calcutta. And despite many hours of, of exhausting effort by his associate, William Ward and, and others, nearly everything was lost. Thousands of hours of translation work, getting the word of God into ten local languages, had gone up in flames. Kerry's entire library, his completed Sanskrit dictionary, part of the Bengal dictionary, and two grammar books, all gone. Gone also was the typesets for printing 14 different languages, a vast quantity of English paper, priceless dictionaries, deeds and account books. Upon viewing the scene, Kerry said, in one short evening the labours of years are consumed. How unsearchable are the ways of God I had lately brought some things to utmost perfection. The Lord has laid me low that I may look more simply to him. What a legend. 
I get a bit stressed when I just lose one sermon. <laughs> one, once I fell asleep with my finger on the delete button. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Another Saturday. <laughs> Another Saturday we were expecting uh, visitors from Australia any minute. I was sort of rushing to finish and I, I lost my entire sermon by trying to navigate cut and paste. <laughs> hey, I'm sure we've all known disappointment at some point in our journey. And it's been said that if the devil was given just one tool with which to defeat the most courageous Christian, he would choose discouragement. Discouragement is a subtle faith killer because it creeps up on you and it, it hits you at your lowest point or on your darkest day or even after a major victory that you have failed to thank the Lord for. So what is the antidote to discouragement? Let's turn to Matthew 11 and read the rest of the reading. Uh, let's read what Jesus modeled here. Matthew eleven twenty, then he began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles were done because they did not go to church. No, <laughs> because they did not repent. Woe to you, Shorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles had occurred in Tyre and Sidon, which occurred in you, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Nevertheless, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in that day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will not be exalted, will not be exalted in heaven, will you? You will descend into Hades. For if the miracles had occurred in Sodom, which occurred in you, it would have remained to this day. You need to know a little bit of history there. Nevertheless, I say to you that it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Whoa, this is pretty heavy stuff, isn't it? And then he changes track. Verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to babes. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. We're going to pause there. The prosperous Jewish leaders and the self-sufficient inhabitants of the Galilean towns had just witnessed the power of God in great measure and significant miracles. Yet they were still blinded to the true nature of Jesus. Sounds a bit like Huntley. <laughs> in contrast, those Jesus calls babes, not my words, that's King James, the poor in spirit, the humble, and the spiritually hungry, repented. It was this group that were open to Jesus' teaching. 
and to real change. So it's into this context and with the stark contrast where we sort of change track halfway through the reading that we see Jesus far from, from feeling res personal resentment and, re and rejection turn discouragement into prayer. He turns discouragement and dis disappointment into prayer. He knew what was at stake. He was dealing with the eternal consequences and the life and death decisions of his own people. People he'd grown up with. His heart was actually for every person and group to receive his father's kindness and mercy. But he was willing for God to make that call because these were his people he felt so much for them. Was it disappointing? Yes. Was it discouraging? Not for Jesus. Not for long. That's something we all have to decide. When life throws curveballs like we've heard about this morning, whether or not to allow disappointments to turn into discouragements. The antidote to discouragement that Jesus chose was, drumroll, praise. <laughs> praise. This was no sort of half-hearted, hey, praise. This was praise with a capital. This was praise from the depth of his spirit. I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. This praise was immediate access to the Father. It was all at once prayer, praise, elevated communion, and intimate fellowship all rolled into one from a worshipful spirit. The yes, Father, in verse 26 was literally Jesus saying, my Father, my Dad. You see, the oneness that Jesus shared with the Father God was a unique Trinitarian bond, part of the, being part of Trini the Trinity. The word for praise used here means, I agree, I acknowledge your greatness, I give allegiance to. You are my master, my ruler, my owner, and the changer of perspective. Only when we are in Christ can we gain access to the Father in praise in the Spirit as he did. I'll say that again. Only when we are in Christ can we gain access to the Father and praise in the Spirit. That's the kind of praise that is the antidote to discouragement. That's the praise that sends the enemy packing. In stark contrast, Jesus' prayer then turns to the reproach towards the um, unrepentant cities of northern Galilee. His delight was in, in humble trust in God. But God did not delight in the sin of these cities, having called them to repentance and faith through his precious Son. Arrogance had shut the door to many, but humility opened it wide for others. It was a mixed bag. It's the humble who stand in true knowledge of God. Jesus wanted whatever Dad wanted.
And so he prays, yes, Father. And in the King James, for thus. What's the thus there saying? What the thus is saying, that the fact is that he had hid the things of the kingdom from the so-called wise and intelligent and had revealed them to babes. That's the thus that Jesus was agreeing to go along with. Agree or disagree, Jesus chose to trust God's decision. He chose to trust God's decision to hide things and he obediently prays, My Father, thus it was well-pleasing in thy sight. Can you pray that prayer today over your situation? Can I pray that prayer today over my situation? Can we just say, Lord, whatever you want, I want. Can we understand why God would hide stuff? No. Don't we want everyone to know our amazing Jesus? Yes. But he's God. And all we need to know is that his plans are ultimately good. He made us in his image. And we've got to be careful not to make God in our image. Praise is the key to discerning the difference and discerning his will and to know the true knowledge of God. See, the real power in praise, the real power in praise is that we change. Praise changes us. By making him Lord and making him greater than praise, or through praise, sorry, there's a shift in our values and in our attitudes. Have you been struggling with attitudes lately? I have. There's a change of atmosphere around us and things that were once confusing become clear. And things that were once hopeless become a possibility when we begin to praise. We need to break out into this praise. Last night I was just practicing, going down, praising God for this, praising God for that, and my whole spirit lifted. I've got to say, Praise is the power that gets that um, heaviness gone. Breaks the yoke, doesn't it? Breaks the yoke of heaviness over our life. Although he was heartbroken after the fire that took out years of work, William Carey didn't take much time to mourn. With great resiliency, Carey wrote, The loss is heavy. But as travelling a road the second time is usually done with greater ease than the first time, so I trust the work will lose nothing of real value. This is his quote. We are not discouraged. Indeed, the work is already again in every language. We are cast down but not in despair. Rising from the ashes within months, Kerry had procured another warehouse produced more scholarly translations, and obtained a better printing press. Also, been unbeknown, unbeknown to Kerry, was the news of the fire that had spread all around the world. The, the world got to know about it. And in just 50 days, 50 days, he received 10,000 pounds of support from Europe and America alone. When we trust God, 
And when we give him praise, even in our disappointments, he adds back blessings many times over. So let's not allow disappointments to grow into discouragements. But even in that place where I've been many times, I've found God to be faithful in sending an encourager in our time of need. So all, to all you encouragers out there, well done. Yay! <laughs> God's used you. Praise is the fuel for the journey and the lifter of our head in deep distress. Praise is indeed the antidote to discouragement. If you're going through hell, keep going, someone once told me. Whatever you do, don't camp out there and entertain a pity party. Turn graves into gardens, bones into armies, and turn seas into highways. That's what God does. Praise him from the depth of your heart and watch what God will do with it. Arrogance shuts the door of blessings, but humility opens it wide. Praise God. Praise him. Praise the everlasting, unchanging, covenant-keeping God and Father of Jesus, our beautiful Saviour and Lord. Amen. We praise you, Lord, from the bottom of our hearts for Jesus. We've celebrated Jesus today and every day. We praise you, Lord, for life, for colour, for music, for friendships, families, children, grandchildren, for your word, for your promises, Lord, for your greatness, for your majesty, for the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. For the joy of serving you. We praise you, Lord, for, for praise. We praise you, Lord, for the fact we are designed to worship you. We find ourselves fully once we find ourselves in you. We just pray for any here today that haven't met you yet. We pray for any here today that have been down or discouraged and finding it even hard to see light at the end of the tunnel. And Lord, we pray for the, the hurting people of our town, the lonely, those addicted to things they can't get off, those in abusive situations. Lord, we just pray for children who are fearful, we pray for loneliness within marriages. We pray for loneliness of older folk who have lost someone. We pray, Lord, for the, the vic victims' families and for the survivors of the terrible train crash in India. And, Lord, we just know that you want to come alongside all who call out to you today. So, Lord, we pray for the humble. We pray you would make us humble and open to all that you've got to say. And we pray that when we hear you, we'll do it. We'll be doers, doers of the word.
because of your love, not to get your love. We just pray we'd rest in you, trust in you. Praise be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.